one. Oh, hi, hi. Three Musketeers, right. we were just saying it, the original three. Uh, we miss everyone else, we miss everyone, but uh, always excited to chat with you too. Uh, lots of crazy stuff going on this week. Good stuff, fun stuff, exciting stuff. Um, riding too many highs and waves um, from some, some good news and working with customers and just lots of good stuff. So again, pleasure, great to see you guys. This is office hours uh, 26. I guess we'll get this out of the way first because we're just trying to coordinate the, <laughs> the hand signs. There we go. Beautiful. That's a little wavy there. Sure. We'll take it. Battle, Lauren, thanks so much for joining. Yeah, office hours 26. <sighs> that's uh, 26, what, 52 is a full year. So we're literally, you know, that's an entire half a year of half office year. hours that, that, that we've been doing. And so much has changed. Uh, that's on our back in sort of uh, London, Ontario for the weekend. Since then, you know, the world has opened up. Toronto's alive. London's alive. It's a very heartwarming thing to see. And uh, even going to get to see Lauren in person uh, this weekend as well, too. So very excited about so that. Anything off the top that uh, you guys are thinking before we jump into a couple of topics? No, let's go with the introduction. It's like, who are you, Tyler, and what do you do at uh, Speak AI? <laughs> no, okay. that the one, no. <laughs> you know what? We're doing some legal documentation, and it says chief executive officer. And uh, you know, I you know one of the lessons that I, I think I maybe had told you guys before was like not lessons, but when I had first started six five, and it was just a sole proprietorship. Um, this guy who was much further along in business saw that I had CEO on my card as a young you know young business owner, and he's like, "You are not a CEO until you have a board and you make over five million dollars a year." <laughs> I'll never forget that. Uh, and uh, so I, I take carry that with me, knowing that we still got some work to do, but that is the title at Speak AI. What am I really passionate about right now? We're just doing some of it, um, which is like visualization of language um, and the, the meaningful you know, data that you can reveal, the insights that is uh, possible from that. And I'm, I'm feeling great because we just helped one of our customers solve a, a problem of way too many uh, interviews, way too much language data, and, and how could we give that customer the tools to manipulate through it, find the information that they need and then present a compelling report. So those are the problems I love solving and pleasure to be doing it with some great people here uh, with you. Lauren. Oh, sure, I'm Lauren. I am the accountant and administrator. So I don't really have like a C-suite title yet, maybe someday, but uh, I think I still need quite a bit more schooling and a bit more experience, but who knows? Um, yeah, I like business, I like making sure that these guys stay in business and keep on going, keep on trucking here, fellas. Got a beautiful mustache and uh, goatee coming in. And you know what? You're going to the school of hard knocks right now, Lauren. I don't know where you say about this education part. This is education. <laughs> like <I> <laughs> on-field education. You got uh, the training on-field. Man, I'm thinking more like MBAs are usually the uh is what does uh, c-suite level executives are inundated with so i don't know maybe someday we'll do away with mbas maybe they will be mm. necessary anymore elon musk quickly got in he got in some trouble right because he says too many mbas are running companies i'm not going to cause any i don't want to cause any issue but just you know <laughs> uh something that he brought up which was interesting right and you know you've seen the rise of engineer led companies and technical led companies and people yeah so just anyways uh, i shouldn't have said that <laughs> That's all. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tara mentioned about the, the C-level executive position. Uh, uh, so we'll have one day board, uh, which we are working in the right direction. 
And uh, what do I do at SPKI? Uh, I'm mostly working as a, on, on the architecture, the product, design the product, build the product. And uh, I put myself as a builder because I love uh, building things in the right directions. And uh, I'm coming from the wise IoT uh, based, technology based product I had worked upon before. And now mostly working on the machine learning and AI sector. Still want to do a lot of stuff in that direction. Uh, but there, there are some constraints. There's no limitations how much you can do, but uh, there's always uh, more to learn in that direction. And also excited about a couple of things we are going to talk in a call in this uh, uh, about the GPT-3, what we are doing, what we're going to do with the open AI, what are the possibilities, opportunities, and, and stuff. So that's what makes me uh, uh, you know, happy and excited about every day with this amazing things uh, to help people and uh, we, we are just doing one thing before our call. And it's like, that's that what makes happy about helping others. And uh, at the same time, how do you make sure you keep, uh, you know, running your engine? So that, that's sort of a balance. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited about, uh, about our discussion. So let's, let's jump in. All right, that's all. Maybe... You know, for Lauren and anyone who watches or listens to this, uh, this GPT-3, um, you know, what is it? What is OpenAI? You know, why, why, why yesterday when we found out that we got accepted, uh, accepted in open beta was, you know, especially you, Lauren, I, and Tim, like I had trouble. I had to refocus myself for the rest of the afternoon uh, because I was just so excited for the potential. So maybe um, from your perspective, definitely the most technical person in this conversation. Could you give us a little overview of, of what OpenAI and GPT-3 is? Um, and yeah. then we can maybe talk about uh, some of the other stuff around it. Yep, all right. So basically the GPT-3 and OpenAI, uh, basically OpenAI, the researchers and the engineers uh, released their first paper about the language model AI and, and, and the data they train on that. And they released the first paper on, on in 2018 around that. And then also they, they did the integrations with the Microsoft and they introduced their own natural language generation training process using with the Microsoft. And that's how they trained the largest language model ever uh, published, which was like with the 17 billion parameters, 17.5 to 17 billion parameters. And, uh, and what, what does it do? How does it help? That's more... Uh, important and if you see the different applications and the projects uh, on the URL with the openai.com and uh, they talk about the question answer, the summarize, summarizing text with the you know TLDR. Uh, there's also the image GPT which will create the images which we talk about and all these were trained uh, very specifically on the different parameters. But there are two sides. The people also have the controversy related to the the, the training data set about how much does it cost about training those data and that's why it has its own value when they train on the 17 billion parameters uh, that could be used in the chatbot. We see a lot of application using the copy AI who are using in the marketing sector. We also see the, the another application, the Guardian, the news article, uh, the, the very, very famous uh, news article publishers, they are also using uh, GPT-3 to also write up their article. So I don't know how much the weightage they are giving to the, op uh, the open AI GPT-3 articles to write uh, those things. But uh, the, the application we see is emerging uh, using the open AI. There's another side also is 
how you can integrate within your platform and how you can help uh, your own customer in a way that uh, basically they they have what is the validations for 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 the output so that that's a that's a point to think about is like what what are the validations we we are thinking about and uh, how and and it's like this is what they do these are the applications and how much they charge is basically it's what I was just looking at the pricing and they charge on the per four character they called a token so one token exists of four character or 0.75 word so let's say if you are sending uh, thousand word uh, and which has like 5,000 character, then it, you need to do the 5,000 character divided by four and that many token you you used uh, in that one API call. And uh, the per thousand token they charge on the, on the different model basis. So they trained the fastest model and they trained the most accurate model. So they have the four different models based on the training they did and that's how they charge so for the most accurate model it's around 0.06 cent and it goes uh the, the cost decrease based on the the model accuracy so and and uh, the, we got we got the access with the gpd3 yesterday i i think i'm sure i applied around end of the year and i mean end of the 2020 it took around six six seven months easily and uh, I mean, what are the possibilities now? Because we got the access in our application specific to Speak AI, we can create the summary from the video or also the summary from the 30 video across and give them the context around that. So that, is, that wasn't possible without having understanding about the core apps and the words before. So this is not taking the sentence from the transcript, this is taking understanding of the context and creating its own sentence. But again, I, I never even send one transcription or one text. So I don't want to say anything solid about the output, the accuracy, because still I need to play around that, uh, around what is exactly going on, what happened, what are the limitations, what are the possibilities, how much text you can send in the one call, uh, what is the response time, how long does it take, is that the, uh, managing the process, uh, processing time to get the output, uh, how you can integrate within the application and uh, what happened if they change the model, what happened if they change the pricing, what happened if they change the business model. So there are so many variables related to that, but it is, it is very exciting because this is all uh, algorithms are based on the text and uh, sort of a the goal for them to produce human-like text. So when we say the human-like text, it has the sort of the emotions, understanding the knowledge uh, and, and a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it is very exciting to see how we can convert this opportunity into the better way and the different better use cases for the users. All right, so that opens up a whole storm of questions. Um... First thing that jumped to my mind was why does it take six months uh, for you to get access after applying for it? Or what's the purpose of them waiting that long to give you access? I think so. They received also a lot of uh, requests and they are still into the beta. They started releasing, I think so, in June or July 2020. So there was a tons of requests. And also when you submit the 
application, they ask you about the purpose. It's like, why, what are you going to do exactly? You know, can you, can you satisfy us with your goal, with your purpose, with your requirements? How do you want to achieve? How much understanding do you have? What are you going to do with this? So there are a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, you know, the variables which affect uh, uh, getting into it. So, I mean, they definitely, yeah. I don't know the number, how many requests there is, but there's definitely a ton. So. And they, I would add, Lauren, like, so I believe, I'm not wrong about this, Elon sort of famously stepped away from open AI because he worried about the consequences of this language generation technology that, that GPT-3 then enables. And so I believe they're also limiting the amount of people that can do it so that they can start to see the consequences or the use cases of how people are deploying these technologies and not allowing it to release to the mass public um, yet. And just quickly, because I know you have probably more other questions, but like one of the things that's already happened, I, I'm not sure if you've seen this workflow, that's what they're taking, GPT-3, and then they're taking um, overdub from Descript. So overdub from Descript allows you to replicate your own voice and then you can put text in there and then read it out and it will read out in your own voice. And then they're giving it to Synthesia, um, which is the application that then gives an avatar um, to then is an animated AR avatar that then presents it. So the idea here of Lauren is like generative AI. And now like this is, this opens up the, you know, these crazy potentials for, you know, whether it's like deep fake technology or creating content automatically that you didn't create any of yourself originally, like the, the consequences in a way of the technology are so profound that I think one of the reasons why they're limiting the amount of people is vetting who these people are who are boarding and then seeing the application of it. Yeah. And also it's like, how do you want to, how do you want to use it? I was having a screen for a second here to talk more about, uh, so this is this is their uh, beta.openai.openai.com uh, uh, slash examples. And you can see the, uh, the possibilities, right? Chat question, answer, uh, summarize for a second grader, which will create more uh, translate difficult text into the simple concept. Uh, you know, this text to command, English to French, classification. One second. Yeah, I think it's a yeah one second. Problem. I see, we see it says started screen sharing, but can't see yet. Uh, maybe try one more time just to see if you can pull it up. There we go. Yeah, we're good now. Beautiful. All right. Okay. So we can see the, uh, sorry about that, beta.openai.com slash example. If you go on this link, you can see the different categories. What do you want to do? Is that the classification problem you want to solve? Let's say the Twitter classification, factual answers, uh, could be the Twitter classifier, uh, the keyword extraction. And uh, I like this part about, because what does this generate parallel and is, the keyword from the blog of a text and uh, they, they call the temperature. I still need to study a lot about the different the parameters and what does that mean. And, uh, but the temperature, uh, at a high temperature, it will generate related keywords, which can be useful in creating search indexes, right? So you can see the sample responses from this text. And you can see the maximum token seems like a limit about passing the token in a prompt or in a text. And this is how you can pass and it will return the keywords which are uh, having more understanding about what does this paragraph about. And if you see other categories, it is more about the factual answering, could be the 
the population of the Canada, the population of Ontario, London, Ontario, and something like so. We see a lot of uh, things happen related to, you know, probably you might see the videos related to the sp uh, spreadsheet generator and stuff, and you can just enter into the Google Sheet and stuff or Excel that pop up the population and the mathematical equations and the complex equations automatically. So uh, we see also with this uh, code generator, you can write a code into the one language and the the, the AI will write into the another language. So, and it's like one example is the JavaScript help, helper chatbot and JavaScript to Python, which will convert your code JavaScript into the Python. And with a, a more other application is like VR fitness idea generator. It's like interesting to see. And it's like recipe generator. I like this part It's like, just put the ingredients and might create the, the different recipes for you. Interview equations, you can create the different interview equations about uh, uh, what you just give a prompt and this will create uh, equations based on the prompt. Niho, you came in at the right, right time, buddy. I haven't seen any of this yet. So this is wild. Uh, yeah, just obviously checking out some of the yeah. sample. Uh, there's already too much here. I see the too long, don't read. I see the mood, uh, the, oh man, this is wild. Um, yeah, this are Nihal, we are just talking about uh, what is open AI, what is the GPT-3, how we can uh, make it useful. And this is the link where they put all this example and what are the possibilities. You can choose the categories from here. Do you want to do the translation? Is that the question answer classification problem? Do you want to generate something which we see with the copy and many other applications? Uh, throughout that, right? TLDR summarization, mm -hmm. converting code, analogy maker, uh, and, and, and stuff. And at uh, one point, we are talking about the pricing. And if you can see here, about uh, so it's like, what is token? So, token is a piece of words using NLP. For example, one token is approximately four characters or 0.75 words. Mm -hmm. And they, they charge you, so let's say, 900K words or 1.2 million collected from the, the, the Shakespeare. Uh, but but here is the pricing. So Devinci and the Ada, this is the wow. fastest one. Uh, what names? Devinci, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cost is lower, right? Because it, it has the most powerful mm -hmm. and more accurate uh, at 0 0.06 cent uh, versus this. So that, that's how they, they do the pricing. And these are the example. And mm -hmm. I'm still need to do a lot of study under this doc. Part is like because there are different terminologies they call the temperature. So I still need to understand and understanding of the even these four different models is like what exactly uh, how how is it differentiated from each other? Mm -hmm. uh, and could be reading the research paper or the, they publish the paper on 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 these uh, different models. It's like what exactly they did to get to the root of the the GPT three because I see uh, <laughs> there's a there's a quote uh, probably uh, I think it's on Twitter. Is like uh, everyone talks about AI, but uh, no one understands it. So I uh, just wanted to be on the opposite bucket about how, how exactly things working. It's like, are we making assumptions here or, or not? So yeah, exciting. Yeah, I can't bet. Which of those do you guys think you're going to rush for first, do you think? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm off mute. So I'm, I'm just like the simplest, most practical execution of that's sort of touched on one is like 
the summarization because we're doing some summarization already, but we're really just taking the sentences that we're giving the most weight and then putting it into a shortened version where this would create with you know a much deeper understanding of the language, you know, a summary even in the format that we want. Maybe we want three bullet points or whatever it is to represent that. And then Vatsa went beyond that and said, you know, what about you know 30 videos? Or what if we synthesized all our office hours? And tried to create a summary of all our office hours. I don't know what it would say. Uh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I, have an, I, have, I have another card based on one application which will create one sentence. Okay. Which the whole purpose of that application is creating one sentence. So let's dump all about what is PKI. Exactly. And, uh, let's back. <laughs> what does PKI do? Um, one he... sentence tagline. You know what? No one's gonna say. It's gonna say uh, PKI helps organizations capture, analyze, and share. And share. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hmm. Nihal, I know. I know. Uh, you know, this has been. I mean, we were talking about this before, and like we we're just like we're never gonna get access to this thing. Uh, so first of all. Open eye, give all of us access because that's is the only one right now. So we all want that we all want to play. Um, um, but I guess Nihal, any thoughts from you uh, around this uh, <laughs> before we can jump into it too deeply? Uh, no, I mean it's obviously super exciting to get access to such powerful tech. Uh, and you know, uh, I was saying it it, 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 it almost makes me jealous that I'm not necessarily a, a builder, right? Like it, it makes me want to build. Uh, but th th that's a skill that I'm working on, <laughs> but, um, in terms of applications and, you know, what it means for speak and kind of how we can move closer to our now what's right. Like how, how do we, uh, create value from, uh, your synthesize from synthesizing your, uh, data. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a huge, huge boon for us. Um, we're already seeing you know, like we've talked about this, about this before, but even just from very simple uh, use cases or, uh, well, complex use cases that there's no existing solution for, we, we're maybe, you know, 60 to 70% of the way there, but we're kind of missing that um, refinement that we need to, to truly kind of compete um, or kind of, kind of carve our own path, not even compete, right? Because um, I think one thing we talked about, for instance, was uh, there's, there's software right now that takes, let's say one type of media, uh, generates transcripts for it and stores it for you in a database, right? But there's no software out there, or, or at least none that we've come across that, uh, really re helps you synthesize data across various media, uh, across various types of content. Uh, so kind of the things we can, we can do with this to achieve those end goals will be nice. And... I mean, just as a marketer, someone that likes writing and uh, games and stuff, like I was playing around with the AI dungeon. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever tried that out, but it's it's pretty interesting. It's like fascinating. Like, uh, I think it might be open source. I'm not sure, but it's basically a procedurally generated um, uh, text-based RPG. So basically each, it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but basically it, it creates a whole new world. And like each time you play through, there's a bunch of new characters, like you, you know, maybe a different skill set, different moveset. And uh, I mean, obviously all text-based, but it, it's interesting what, what can be done even just from like the creative and like uh, creator side, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, 
excited to get access to that dashboard. Um, and I'm not sure, Vasco, if you know, like for the dashboard, um, is it like a, mm -hmm. is it user friendly or does it require, uh, is there a UI? Like, is there a basic uh, UI? It's, it's pretty very user friendly. So they call okay. it the playground. Yeah. So the playground, they give you the drop down and you can choose what do you want to do. And there's like, I think six to seven applications you can play around. And it's pretty straightforward. Let's say the sentiment analysis, Twitter sentiment, uh, identify the food or or basically name entity recognition. So there's very static sort of uh, options you can do. And uh, you just need to pass the text and you will see the output below. So consider a drop down, a box, this input box, and the third is the output response uh, area. So that's, that's how you can use it. I, I guess for me, one thing that I'm wondering as, you, you know, someone that doesn't have uh, particularly strong technical skills, it's yeah. um, how, from what little you've seen and like maybe just things you've read over time, uh, let's, let's say someone's using like, you know, like a no code or low code platform. Mm -hmm. um, what are their possibilities with something like OpenAI? Like, is it easy to integrate into something like that? Or do you kind of need to um, build something uh, that kind of just uses OpenAI as a, uh, I guess like an underlying tech. I think so what they did is like they created the examples to make it easier to understand for the non-technical people. And they created a very CTA single button called the playground. So once you click on that, uh, I'm not sure that's a good idea to share my screen and uh, show you the playground uh, over this call, but uh, probably after the call, I'll, we can go over all of us. And uh, so basically the playground helps you to the expected outcome you will receive. But when you want to integrate in the, let's say the no code applications, you still need to do a, a, a you know, few things, let's say the API integrations, because the whole thing works using the API. So you need to do the API integrations, the authentication to access the, the APIs and call an API to Twitter sentiment, TLDR summarizations, uh, question answer, chatbot and, and stuff. So, and what they give when they give you the access, they give you the uh, US $18 credit and you need to use in a three months. So, and uh, again, we talk about the pricing, how they calculate. And even when you run, when you do in the, when you run the playground, they also consider as a cost. So it's still, so you need to also, when you, you also need to be careful when you run the playground. It's like, if you know that this is really helpful, uh, it makes sense. But let's say if this is not the use case, uh, or maybe you're thinking in that direction, then it's like, there's no point to run every examples in a playground. So you can have, you can play around more where you want to go in which directions. But again, it's like, you always can add your credit card, pay for that. It's very straightforward. So uh, yeah. That's exciting. I guess, uh, so in that UI, that's all, is it like, like the, the and that, like basically what even the text editor part of speak is where it's just like text input, hit analyze, and then present results, right? Yes, so, uh, yeah. exactly. so it's very, very, sim very simple. So sort of a drop down. I can read it's like one is the chat question answer, the grammatical standard English, which will correct the, the English sentence, the English to French, and uh, you can load the more example. We, we, we saw the example UI, right? Where uh, basically, let me know if I'm setting the right screen here. Good, yeah. All right, okay. So let's say this one and you can just open up in a playground and uh, that will redirect you in a playground which will, you can just enter the prompt and this sort of, uh, you will see the response at the end. So uh, that's sort of an idea about uh, the- 
Wow. Yeah, Some... playing around the examples and see how does that work? Does that make sense and stuff? Summarize for a second grader. That was the title of that uh, one. Second like, grader. Like one of the things that I always learned, uh, you know, from a writing perspective is that the average, you know, when you're creating blog content is like the average reader, North America, America is like grade eight reading comprehension level. So when you're, you know, like such a powerful even concept of how can I dump all this jargon that I speak and just communicate it in a way that's, uh, that, and they're obviously doing reading comprehension analysis. And I mean, the, the main platforms that we've seen most people interacting with today are sort of basically UI slapped on top of APIs that are, you know, interacting. We've also seen crazy use cases of this, like um, uh, GitHub Copilot. Um, you know, which are insane. Uh, and then Michal, what you were sort of saying too, is like content or not even content, but like, I, I believe now that animation, like video, like uh, it's like being used in like film production or, or uh, screenwriting uh, and also like game writing and conversation. And just like, this is a crazy story. Maybe I don't know if I've ever told this on the office hours. It's just quick, but like we, our company's name is Speak AI. At one point there was another Speak AI now rebranded as the company's semantic. Uh, and one day someone thought that we were semantic and sent us a message, I'm not going to say who, but we're basically getting, they were asking for 6,000 or so different voices that they could use in their video game. And semantic is the opposite of us. It's um, instead of speech to text, it's text to speech synthesizing voices. So if you think of the possibilities of not needing to hire voice actors and then using something like GPT-3 to produce many, many storylines, infinite storylines that are possible based on the decisions you make and then generating those storylines of characters through automated voices that sound realistic as a human, just mind blowing. Like it really is a, a new era of uh, technology and how we interface with technology. It's pretty, pretty crazy times that we're seeing um, right now. Yep, absolutely. And, and uh, once we once we do more, once we make our hands dirty in this direction, well, there, there is definitely going to be uh, more things to share on the also the technical and something something more concrete about how are we planning to use or maybe what are we doing and what are the plans. So yeah, it's uh, exciting. Like that you said, like you know, it basically me, all Tyler. If you're just playing around with it, it's going to cost us money, so don't. But it's like if I get access to that and I'm bored on a Friday night, that uh, I never say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you can just like I'll, I'll just pay for it if, if I go no, no. over again. It's, like, oh, it's more about uh, because you also want to see the different text, right? You don't want to just run the different application. You want to go deeper. It's like not horizontal. In this case, it's like vertical. It's like, okay, let me try 10 different samples, save the outputs and see what does this mean? It's like how, how we can make it more impactful. So that's a, it was the direction actually. Lauren, uh, do you have any, yeah. any outstanding questions on, uh, on this? I know we sort of got veered off and yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So again, you also uh, can just... do the, Lauren, you also can do the projection. Maybe that could be the one application you want to try. Uh, put the numbers in the spreadsheet and see how things looks like uh, with the different variables. Yeah, hey, uh, I'll see if I can <laughs> uh, doable with the model I got set up. Um, I got lots of questions, but I don't want to take up the whole office hours with it. I just have one question as far as the pricing, since we're kind of talking about it anyways. Um, is it, so it's charging you like six to one cent per four characters. Is that 
is it charging you based on the amount of characters you feed into the algorithm or is it price based on how many characters are outputted afterwards? No, how many characters you uh, uh, send in an input. So okay. one token is equal to four characters or 0.75 words and they charge per thousand token. So, yeah. so what you'll see is like, sorry, sorry. Like so a, like input. six to one cent for 4,000 characters essentially. Yes, that is correct. Because you look at like all these, like basically all the copy AI and like uh, GPT-3 tools, and they basically just pass that cost on to the cu customer. Like it, it'll be like, you can buy 10,000 tokens, which uh, I guess it was what, like uh, 100,000 words, something, something like that. Right? From, from copy AI? No, like, like I, I forget the... the uh, token, like how much is a word per token, but basically they'll, let's say it's, you know, 0. 0.0006 cents per token. Like they, that's they a per thousand token. Yeah. Per thousand tokens. They basically charge you like an, some inflated yeah. number. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, we'll, we'll do the same too, right? But uh, we'll, we'll just <laughs> that is still not that crazy to be honest. It's, it is more about what use cases or exactly what, are what you build out. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, then. Once we once we reach that stage, for even for the customer, the pricing doesn't matter because they are getting more way more mm -hmm. value than it's like six cent. Lauren, uh, we've only got one other uh, topic I think here today. So, um, do you have any other questions that are outstanding while we're in this GPT three wave? Uh, I did. I just have to remember them. So, just give me a minute. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean the one the, the some of the plans that we saw that Nihal and I were looking at before we even had access it, and it was just like some of them are you know pricing it pretty reasonably, and others are just outrageously <laughs> expensive for it. But uh, and then I was just saying to Vatsal last night, like we still haven't played around with it very much, but um, you know I was just a bunch of maybe you've seen them too, and Nihal was just like pretty talented marketers who've done a lot of copywriting, just like putting stuff in and testing and saying like, and then reviewing the response and being sort of surprised at how, or, you know, how deep the language understanding is. And, you know, I think that's a reach, but people are saying this is sort of the closest to um, like AGI that we've got, that we're ever have gotten. And maybe you can debate that of what is the definition of AGI, artificial general intelligence of like, is it truly understanding or is it just Good enough language understanding that it can sort of pass the sort of Turing test or seem like it understands. But we're also seeing competitive models or systems come out from China. And also Google has their own system that actually I believe has more parameters than um, OpenAI. So this is a huge, I also, you know, competitive space that is going to continue to emerge. And then there was even just an open source one that came out as well. So it's very mm -hmm. interesting, the entire thing. I, I know one thing that people are questioning or um, wondering just in terms of like, so all these uh, GPT-3 sites, for, for instance, claim originality, right? Like they claim, oh yeah, like everything we output will be 100% original. Um, we have like plagiarism checks in place. But, you know, for instance, just from my uh, initial uh, experiments with some of these tools, um, what it seems to be doing, for instance, is like some of these marketing tools, they basically find, let's say you look up uh, transcription, right? They will find other sites that write about or talk about transcription and basically grab sentences and topic structures from there and then kind of just mishmash them 
and then give you something that resembles originality, but might not be like you read it and you're like, hmm, I feel like I've read this somewhere before. Right. And obviously you can only really phrase sentences so many different ways, yeah. but, but it, it's an interesting, uh, interesting question to face when, you know, that time comes. And I know another thing too, is like with Google, like, you know, from, from a search perspective, um, if everyone, every marketer out there starts using GPT-3, um, will it just over time just turn into truly providing value or will GPT-3 somehow game the Google algorithm for a little bit, right? Like a year or two years until they like fix things, right? Uh, so it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, it's a good brainstorming buddy. That, 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 is, that is for sure. But I, I don't know if it's quite at the level where you deploy it unless you're doing like drop shipping or something and you don't really care about your quality but so. but in those cases that's why you need the, your own unique content right that's why you need your own recordings your own meetings and that's always with with respect to the time it's always unique so what's, what's going to happen in this call it's never going to happen the same way same context same energy so it's always unique with respect to the time so and but if you take the idea generation example or any other thing that that could be very high probability in terms of could be the similar you might find in five years. Like, ah, I read the exact same idea is like three years ago from this application, something like so. So idea generation is one thing and other couple of things is like tagline generation. We see a lot of application around that. And it's one API call, you pass one text and it will create a tagline for you. Uh, so it also depends on the words and stuff, but uh, it's, yeah. It, the content should be unique with respect to time. Lauren, did we leave? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's all good. I, um, I wanted to ask, uh, it seemed like you had to go through some sort of uh, ethics review in order to use this sort of technology. I was just curious what uh, Vasily yeah. said, to be honest. They have the whole, uh, that's a one part, but they have the whole safety guidelines, which you need to follow if you want to put out uh, in the world. So there's a six step process to get approval to release your application. And that doesn't look like straightforward. You need to go through many different ways. You need to submit your application. What are you gonna do? How are you doing? Probably some examples, that's what I believe. So, and if they found that this is already built, that's the tagline generation, YouTube description generation, they already released that application using GPT-3. They are very much aware about that. This doesn't make sense to approve you guys who are doing the same thing tagline generation, one-liner generation or something like so. So the use case or the, the request to get the approval should be the unique within the product. Otherwise you can, yes, obviously you can play around in their own playground, but if you want to put in a market, you gotta go through the safety guideline, follow the instructions and get approval. So I'm very sure they have the committee who gets the approval coming from these different sectors with the mindset and having understanding about the opportunities but at the same time the problems using the ai i think we have the perfect size which was like you can't deploy this beyond five people uh sort of mm. um so there's yeah lots of things i just two things quickly of what like nihal said around this um like exactly if people are generating content because there are ones that are already converting blog articles like i'm just wondering how how google or search engines will are they now building their own models to detect sentences that have been written by GPT-3, right? Like there's now systems in place that are 
basically trying to understand if a video has been created as a deep fake, um, you know, are, is that the same application going to happen within text? Because great that you've created unique content, but you know, how do you prioritize unique content that's well written? Do you prioritize how, how do you prioritize a person over a machine? Do you prioritize that? And again, the consequences of, of this. And then just one last part, which is like one of the things we've talked about for a long time. It's always been like the visualization and data or like analytics from it. But one of the things we were always sort of talking about that layer of like, you know, un unstructured data. And then there's sort of like analytics. And then there's like the last part, sort of like insights, and then hopefully the breakthrough part. And in that insights and breakthrough part, I always would go to that example that like Google Analytics started to introduce, which was like, obviously there was analytics, but then you would start to get these summary sentences on the side that would just be like a one sentence summarization of everything that had happened that month. Or, and it was sort of pre-purposed, pre-templated, pre-ready for you and, and Google already knew it was valuable for you. So I'm just wondering about, you know, the capacity of this to take our, you know, spread across the system and help us get down to these, yeah, like one word, like as Vasa said, like one sentence insight that comes out really powerfully. So like if you put all the office hours in, would it just be like a bunch of nerds talking about their company? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how it would represent the speak office hours or whatever, but like there's some really interesting potential uh, that could come from that. So got uh, 10 minutes uh, left. Vasa, go ahead. You got one hand. Oh, he's got his finger up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Okay, so this is the going live, the steps, which I talk about, like six step process. And uh, you need to go to the review of like user use case guidelines, the safety best practice. And this is the pre-launch review request you need to submit to get the approval. But uh, I'm sorry, I just need to jump on in this thing because I find something very interesting here about the marketing and when you were talking about the, the, the generations, the Facebook ads, Google ads and stuff. So these are the across this use cases. Please make a note of they have the input and output token limit. Uh, how many minutes per how many minutes you can request to generate this token? You can see the 12 generation per minute, 180 per hour, three generation per action. But when you want to deploy across 1 million account, they are going to 1 million requests per minute. Consider that 1 million users are active in that time moment. And they have the limitations about generate copies, things like Facebook landing page slogan. Uh, you know, headlines, email marketing and stuff. And this is very specific to the uh, uh, Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads. And it's like, human must be in the loop on all generation. And as also the rule of other copywriting features, manually review each output and choose to use it, right? So very interesting to see. And it's like maximum user input text limit must be not greater than 100 character across all input boxes. So when you want to create an ads, uh, it always comes with the limitation, right? The slogans, the product description, the headlines, 50 token maximum output. And does that fulfill the purpose of this email marketing and the stuff with the requirement library with the SEO thing, nine generation per minute. So it's like, how, how do you handle, yes, you do handle with the small team, with the small use base, user base, but when it goes above 50,000, 100K, then how you can handle like only nine generation per minute uh, throughout your applications, like article writing and editing. And it's like all the, even the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, chatbot. It's like interesting to see the, the use case guideline, which we need to make sure we follow that. And this is the last, it's like, what are the practices you need to make sure keep you in the loop and 
Yeah, so this is very interesting. I, I didn't see, to be honest, I'm looking at this also the first time, the requirement library, but uh, just, yeah, it's like even the copywriting stuff. You cannot create your own playground using our own key and tool. <laughs> uh, if we see that, uh, we will rework your products and API key demands and somewhere on top. I think, I mean, it's 12.53. I don't even, that's a, do you want to bring this to the topic? Do we leave this to another conversation? How are we, uh, how are you, how are you feeling? That was, that was, I didn't expect that to go for that long, but I mean, there's so much to talk about and think about with, yeah. uh, with that. How are you? It's very interesting conversation. I mean, um, we can utilize another five, six minutes bond over this one and like yeah, let's do it. conclude a call and then we can hop in another topic in the next call. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I don't, I, I have, I, I personally have nothing else to say because the, the other part was like the, you know, a whole another topic, um, which is an important one, which is talking to customers and some of the success that Fassel's had in, in the email of that. Um, so Matt, so you want to you want to wait for that and do that another time, or you want to? Yeah, let's wait for that. I have a question for Nihal uh, to see if you can cover in five minutes about uh, uh, you're working on uh, putting the tools and examples on the website. So what is that idea about when someone is listening to you? It's like what does that mean to them, and it's like how they can access on the website and how it's gonna help. Uh, uh, you know, the first time users who come to the website, it's like, what is, what is that? What is you're working on? Right. Uh, so uh, th this was a nice uh, initiative that we discussed during our quarterly meeting, uh, kind of a marketing and engineering initiative where we're trying to use, um, you know, engineering as marketing in a way uh, and generate useful tools for our website that help users not only get a sense for what they can get using our platform, but also just um, showcasing tools that they can use for free to, you know, like a very limited use case, but still for free um, on our pages on our website once these launch. And the idea behind this and the inspiration behind it was just the fact that, you know, we're, we're a generation raised on freemium products and free apps. And I think even if there's initiatives you run that don't generate direct ROI, um, if you help people learn something or solve a specific problem or even just experience something, um, they're more likely to at least give you a bit more, you know, bit more percentage of their attention and potentially sign up for for a plan, sign up for a free app, and even beyond that, just you know, you've taught them something that they might not have had the chance to explore before. Um, and so with these tools, we're probably gonna launch uh, to start with just something based off our text analysis and text editors. So, you, you know, uh, end users will be able to uh, just play around with uh, uh, like name density recognition. So just um, finding words and, uh, you know, uh, topics found within whatever text they choose to import. Uh, we'll have sentiment analysis available as well, which, I mean, you know, they'll be able to gauge the sentiment from their text. And the other one we'll also uh, be getting up will be the word cloud generator, which once again, very simple, specific use case, but I think people can have fun just playing around with that, you know, dump their, I don't know, their presentation into that and have a uh, word cloud they can use. Uh, 
Yeah. So, so is that the overall word cloud generation for for the the users, or is that going to be the word cloud by categories? How how they're gonna see that? I think, I mean, from my I believe overall, right, Tyler? Um, yeah. So overall word cloud, um, from whatever they put in the, uh, in the text box, um, and then kind of over time making our visualizations prettier and nicer to look. I mean, already just with a simple font change. Um, they, they already yeah, improved. Yeah, like it looks great. Yeah. So um, I, I just think it's going to be a fun little experience that we can share with, you know, uh, existing supporters, new people, and hopefully just bringing people in to like play around with it, right? Like, you know, there's so, so much interesting stuff that can come out of and unique insights that you can get from even just analyzing how you type right um sure it might be for more of the data junkies among us but uh people love grammarly right so it's it's like obviously once again very specific use case but um i, I do think there is power in just showcasing um your product even if it's just one fraction of it uh, so it, it'll be exciting to launch those and kind of just see the performance on that and i mean you know being the selfish marketer that i am i just want people to come to our site so <laughs> yeah that's that's wonderful and it's like yeah. uh, we have amazing developer team timothy uh, who didn't join the call probably working on a few important things here uh but he he had a, a big role uh building this mm -hmm. tool so uh yeah that that is wonderful yeah it's uh, been great kind of having like uh pseudo design sessions with with tim for this it, it, it expands my understanding of like product mm -hmm. and you know what we're building as well which is which is great yeah. he didn't get sad when we made fun of his word cloud and he uh <laughs> made you know improved it and made it better and you know just also sometimes you know depending on your role you don't you don't see the final sometimes all the final output of it so you know we're talking about like Oh, like, okay, great. The, the word cloud. Okay. Now we've made it better with fonts, but now how can we make it so that it, it, yeah, it works on Instagram stories. It works on Facebook posts. It works on LinkedIn. Like, um, by doing that inherently you're saving time and producing value for people. So that that's exciting to start to be thinking in that sort of final output, um, final output process. And then as Nihal said, selfish marketer, selfish, um, business owner, it's not selfish. You just want people to actually have exposure to these tools, which are amazing. And it's like, the longer people come to these pages, spend on those pages, playing around with this, if they keep returning to use these pages, it's a, it's a good thing for, for us and excited to, to launch this experiment and, and do some stuff. So coming up at the end of July here, um, you know, things, it's just, it's still crazy to think, to think that, but a lot of great things are going on right now. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed the discussions with the team. This was a ton of fun. I'm going to, yeah, I have to settle myself down over the weekend and hopefully, I can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> come back with the focus intent. But, um, you know, this was a great session here today. I guess anything before we, we close this, close this out. Um, no, this was exciting and uh, stay tuned for uh, more discussion in the future about GPT-3 and how SpeedKI is going to integrate uh, OpenAI and the GPT-3 uh, uh, possibilities. So uh, we'll talk more about in the future office hours. Lauren, how about you? You're off mute. Are you good? I'm all good. Yeah, okay. Exciting. Okay. All right, Lauren, I'll see you Sunday, sir. So excited. This is going to be a ton of fun. Dihal, <laughs> good talk yesterday. Look forward to uh, chatting again soon. Let me know if you guys need anything over the afternoon. And thanks to everyone who uh, tuned in and, and watched this. And if you have any questions around anything we're doing.
GPT-3 related or not, you know, language analysis, visualization, all the fun stuff. Let us know. Uh, thanks again for joining and for all the support. Right. Thank you. Bye.